this morning is going to be really, really good. So if you don't know Ashley, you need to. Your life will be tremendously blessed. But let's pray for her as she brings the word this morning. Father, we wholeheartedly welcome the word that you've put on her heart this morning. We thank you that it's been boiling for months inside of her. We thank you for this message of your faithfulness. And we give you permission this morning to give us revelation from heaven that our lives would be forever changed with the new thoughts of your faithfulness this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning. Let me get all my stuff out and situated real fast. And hopefully this will all be on before the recording, Rach, because I just got to tell a quick story. You see this paper's all muddy. I was outside spending time with the Lord this morning. And my German shepherd decided to take a bath in the mud. And I was up underneath the patio, just I had my earphones in with Stephanie Gratzinger, my favorite. And I feel a mud bath come over my entire body. <laughs> Mind you, I'm still in my pajamas. And so my paper is, it looks olden, but it's really not, it's just muddy. So. I'm Ashley Rogers. I'm on the leadership team here at Bethel. And I'm super excited about this message today. And it's all about God is faithful. And there's been a times in my life where I could say that, I would say it, but it didn't really feel like he was. You know? And so through this last season of life, I have seen now the journey like way back from there to here, the faithfulness. And in the times that I didn't feel like he was faithful, he was working. He was working in me. And um, I have an awesome story, an awesome testimony. I got married the day I turned 18 at the courthouse. My parents were so proud. <laughs> they didn't even know. I told them later. And I've been married. It will be 18 years this year. So me and my husband, thank you. Me and my husband have really grown up together. And that's hard. When you don't know who you are yourself and you have two people that are kids growing up together, it can be difficult. And we're both firstborn. So we're both bossy, and we know what's right, right? So I always, I didn't graduate high school. I got married in December. Graduation was in May. It was a 30-minute drive. Let's just call it what it is. I was lazy, and I didn't finish. So I'm a high school dropout. Didn't go to college, didn't have any higher education, none of that. And so I've done a lot of different jobs. Most of my jobs were taking care of my kids when they were small because it was so important to me to be at home with them. And to all you mamas out there that are still wiping heinies and cleaning up food messes, it gets better, I promise. And you'll miss those times because I do sometimes. It's much easier when they can't talk. <laughs> So on this journey of, of jobs for me, I always wanted to do something that was like fun and that I just felt so awesome doing and just wanted to be, you know, I had dreams in my heart. So I'll just tell you two of my stories of jobs because if we did them all, we would be here all day. So one of the jobs I did was um, 
I decided to sell Mary Kay. I mean, hasn't every lady in here, like, seen the pink Cadillac and was like, yes, sir, sign me up, right? And so I, I signed up to do this, and it was not a success. It wasn't. And I actually was so dedicated to doing this that I would go to malls, I would go to stores, and I would walk up to people. I would make little gifts, like they showed you all these little, you'd make a washcloth and you'd tie it in this thing, and you'd hand, you'd be like, would you like a facial? Like, I would walk up to people and like, and I think back now, I'm like, my lands, you know? But I did it because I was like, I just got to get facials, I got to do them, because they like, you do 15 in a week, they'd have all these numbers, you know how sales are. So I did that, but I feel like through that, though, I really took away something. I, I, I just gained a lot of confidence in that I learned that they weren't rejecting me. They just didn't want Mary Kay, which was okay. But I really had a big dream for that because I was like, God, I could, because there's like this big convention every year, and you dress up in like gowns. And they go up on the stage, and they get awards, and they're like, this lady made $267,000 this year. Like, woo! <laughs> but it was, it was a great time. I mean, I had a lot of fun in that journey, and I learned a lot. But I wanted to, like, build a team and, like, have all these ladies. I just I had this, and it just didn't happen. Another thing that I did, and this is a, a success, is I decided one day, I have all boys, so I would follow these pages on Facebook, and you would see all these really cute clothes embroidered, you know? Remember, like, probably about eight years ago, that just really got hot. And I was like, you know what? I could do that. So I went down to the local stitching post, and I buy me a machine. The, one I, the only one I could afford was $399, and it was a sewing slash embroidery machine. I taught myself how to embroider and sew by watching videos. So I started this little business in my house, and every single week, I was full with orders. Every single week. And I used to put a verse on all of my shirts that said, with God, all things are possible. And I would pray over every shirt that I made, and that it would just touch, and just every prayer was different for them. So then I started getting approached by different stores to bring my products into their stores. And so I started bringing them in stores, making stuff super successful. And then I met this, this lady, and I'm going to name her because I'm going to have her listen to this. Her name was J.C. Martin. And she was very successful in, she made baby bedding on Etsy. And she was like, let's open up a store. And I was stupid enough to be like, sure. <laughs> like, sure, we can do this, right? So we opened up a store, and we had no debt. We paid with everything. We paid for everything that we did through cash. We did not have a credit card. We did not get a loan, nothing. And we built up and we moved to like three different locations. Every year we grew, like the first year was 10%. The next year was 20%. The next year was 25%. We would go to a fair of the heart. And if you guys know what that is, it's like a craft show. In three days, we would rack in 30K. That's God's favor. And so um, about two years in, she decided that she needed, she was so successful in Essie. I mean, she didn't need the shop. So she left, and I decided I'll take this over. And so I was super scared 
because she did all of the invoicing. She did all of the vendor reports. We had vendors that were in our stores, and she did all the paying of that. So I got to learn how to do all of that, which was scary but so awesome because then I ran it all. I knew how to do every aspect of the business. But she taught me a lot about business that I didn't know, and I still today carry those things with me that she's taught me. It's just I don't think she understands that. I'm going to have her listen to this. I tell her all the time. She's like, oh, what? A, you know, she's just like that, very humble. So today I want to wrap in a story from the Bible with this testimony. But for those of you that don't know, a year ago is the last time I spoke, and I was transitioning from my full-time eight-to-five into real estate. And the message was actually titled, Do Not Worry. And so this last year, you guys, I just cannot even tell you how faithful God has been. And every promise that he gave me before I made the step, he has fulfilled. I was looking back at numbers. I was looking back at everything, and he has done it all. I was looking back because of my years coming up, and I was just curious how much I've made in the last year. And it would have taken me almost three years at my eight to five to make what I've made in the last year. And it's not all about money. But my desire was to come home and be in something flexible that I could, because it's important to me to take my kids to school, to pick them up, to be at parties, everything. I want to be there. And that's something in my heart, and God knows that. And he has, and just not even that, just the people that God has brought into my life that don't know him, and behind the scenes, I'm able to intercede for them. And my prayer is, you know, that they'll be changed by the end and that they'll know him more and that they'll have a deeper relationship with him. But it's just been an honor who God has brought into my life through real estate. And the next phase for me is, guess what, guys? I get to build a team. Remember in Mary Kay, I wanted, like, you know, the team. So now I get to do that. And I want, my whole thing is I want people to come alongside me that have a servant's heart, that want to love people well, and not look at the dollar sign, but just look at what you can do in the kingdom realm in business. So I'm super excited. I won't have a pink Cadillac, but maybe I'll get something else. I'm a car person. I love cars. I love cars. So... Yeah, so anyway, I, it's just, it's his faithfulness. And just looking back, and I just encourage you guys all just to look back at um, the journey. And you can find his faithfulness. It's wound in there. And all the junk and all the heartache and everything, it's in there. You just have to choose to find it. So the story that um, I've been on for months with God is David and Goliath. And I love him. I love David. I love that David was faithfully doing what God had him do. He was out in the, sh in the fields tending sheep. Okay? 
I mean, that's probably, well, for an introvert, like, that's like a dream job for me. With animals, I'm like, yes. But he was out doing that faithfully. You know, he didn't have a, a you know, six-figure job being somewhere. He was out in the fields. And what I love is that God found him in the story. God, you know, he sent, some, he sent um, Samuel and said, go, go find you. He said, he looks at our, God looks at our heart, not our outward appearance. And so he goes up and he says, is this all you have? He's like, oh, no, David's out in the field. And he said, go get him. And so David comes up. And God found him. So no matter how hidden we feel, God will find you. He will, I promise. I think sometimes we get into um, a mindset that we're just, no one sees us. We're not good enough. We're not going to be able to do this. We're not going to be able to do that. But I promise you, my story is a living testimony that God will find you. It doesn't matter if you have college education. It doesn't matter if you've graduated high school. It doesn't matter what. If he has put something in you, it will come to pass. And I love, um, so David's found. So he is anointed the king. And then I love the part where David goes down with, um, dad says, go take them some, some water and some food. And so he goes down. And he starts asking everyone, like, what do you get if you kill him? And when you read that, you can feel how annoyed they are with him. They're like, gosh, who do you think you are? Like, you're nothing. Like, I can feel, like, I can feel that for him. I'm like, gosh, I can't even. I know how that feels when you're trying to do something and people just like, well, leaving my job. A couple of realtor friends that I love so much were like, you know, it's really tough the first year. And. And, you know, I mean, you just better count on, like, six months of not making any money and just all of the, And I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> Woo! Did I really hear? Did I really hear from him? Six months with no income. Hmm. But you have to dig down in those moments of opposition and say, yes, I did hear. And, yes, I'm going to do. And so they usually people mean well. It's usually not anything that they're trying to hurt you. I think they just want you to know the truth. But in those moments, I had to really, I mean, I can remember at l- leaving lunch that day after one of my favorites told me some things. I was in the car just like crying. I'm like, oh, I've already put in my notice, so there's really like no going back. And they know I'm getting my license and where I worked. You couldn't have them. I'm just thinking all this through. I'm like bawling, bawling, bawling. So I call my husband. I'm like, listen. I don't, am I doing, am I crazy? And he talks me back down. But in those moments, you have to find that anchor. Go back to where you heard him. Write it down. That's why I'm such a big thing of I write everything down for I can go back and read it and say, okay, God, you did say this. You said that I'm going to create a legacy for my children. You said that I'm going to be blessed and highly favored. You said that I'm going to have a team of women behind me that want to be more, that want to do more with their lives, that want to serve others and love others. So I had to hang on to the anchor in the waves. So it's like, how bad do you want it? I've had to fight a lot of fear this last year, even in 
moments of looking to others, what other realtors are doing. Because in this business, there's, I mean, social media is everywhere and everybody's doing really cool stuff. And I'm like, well, they're being super successful at that. So I'll just copy them, right? No. I've gotten stopped in my tracks so many times that that's not what God is doing in me. I don't, and the thing is, is I, I can't be working, you know, 80 hours a week. Why I left my job was to be with my kids. So I could get sucked up into all of that and be busier than I was at my 8 to 5. And then, you know, I mean, so you have to remember why. And so David starts asking around, and everybody's super annoyed at this little shepherd boy that thinks he's going to defeat Goliath. So he goes and tells the king that he's going he's gonna to go fight him. And the king's like, oh, no, 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 I don't think you should do that. And what happens next? What does the king do? He tries to help him by dressing him in armor and swords and all of this stuff that he's not accustomed to. He's not a warrior. He's a shepherd boy. A shepherd boy can't be a warrior, right? Stay in your own lane. So he gets dressed in all of this, and he's so little that the, the breastplate is, like, past his knees. And he can, like, barely move. But how many times in life do we let others tell us what we should look like, what we should act like, what we should dress like? How many times? All the time. So just coming to that place of being who you are. So what I love is he says, listen, dude, I can't wear this. This isn't going to work. I can you know, I mean, I can only imagine poor David. Just the, how, imagine your kid wearing like 100 pounds of armor with a sword. And so he decides, he's like, no, I'm going to get dressed back in what I'm comfortable in. And he gets his slingshot and his rocks. Can you imagine what everyone was saying and what everyone was thinking, I mean, just to have the courage that he had to walk out there and even say, I'm going to do this. In that, I'm just like, man, that is courage. Courage. And I, I just, when, you know, he goes out there and with one rock, one stone, puts the Goliath on the ground. But God's faithfulness killed Goliath. I just, I feel like that stone had faithfulness written on it and just down. And so what I love about David is that he fought all the odds and he went out and he defeated Goliath. And he didn't try to be anybody else. And... He knew what his calling was, what his destiny was, and he stayed in that lane. He stayed there. And I think sometimes, and I, I feel like this word is definitely, you know, about faithfulness, but also intertwined to, you know, God knows that we have dreams in our hearts, and he's put them there. And... Just facing the obstacles before us to unearth them, to bring them out, and to come to a place where we can really be who we are. 
is big. And, you know, I had, I had, I've had a lot of dreams in my heart, but one of them definitely was um, when I got into real estate. Um, but I ha- I've always had a dream. I want to have, like, a ministry and just do ministry stuff. Like, you know, like, just come up and pray with people and do stuff like that. So I've always had this dream. So when I got into real estate a couple months in, I told Rachel, I was like, listen, I don't want to do this. Like, this isn't what's in my heart. I want to have a ministry. Like, that's what I want to do. And it's like I had to come back and just let God reframe that dream, that vision for my life. And it's, I'm, I feel like I'm doing more ministry in business than I ever would have done in a church setting. Honestly. And so, and just, re, and me just seeing, I'm like, wow, God, you are so smart. I mean, he really doesn't know. Like, he knows, like, I mean, just take a second, you guys, and just look back at a moment that he was faithful. It's like he, he really does know how to align all the pieces if you'll go and look at them. So it's been a journey. It's been so much fun. It's been challenging. It's been fearful. But I'm really looking forward to this next year in real estate and the promises that he's given me and the people that I'll touch and that the people that I will come in contact with. I am stoked. And every time that I try to come up and say, woo, uh, there's nothing in this pipeline, I have to really make that choice to say, God is my provider, I am not, and I can't fix this. He will be faithful, because I don't know how he's going to work it out, but he already told me that the business will come. So, and two things that I just, I wanted to, and I can't believe Randy's not here today. I have a word for Randy. I will. And a gift. Are we good on time? Um, so, Annette, what God was speaking to me about Randy is, is that there's going to be an adjustment that needs to be made in his business. And, like, when we go to the chiropractor and we have a problem in our back or our hip or something, and the adjustment has to be made in another place to make everything line up, there's going to be small adjustments made in business that's going to transform it. It's even like the, the hours that he works are going to decrease, but the profits are going to increase. Just a t- couple of tweaks. And that he's truly going to walk in kingdom business like he's always dreamed of. And Randy, I thank you that you're going to make the proper adjustments God asked you to make. And I thank you, Randy, that as you make adjustments, your work, lo- your work time decreases and your profits increase. And I thank you, God, for the people that you're going to bring to surround him in this time. And I pray that you loose the angels, Lord, to surround him, to uplift him in this time of transitioning, of making adjustments, small adjustments. And this book, if you've never read it, it's, um, and David perceived he was king. 
This is an amazing book. Amazing book. And I attached the journal, too, because God's going to give him some, some insight on how to make those adjustments. But this is a great book. And then Miss Jenny. Um, God is going to unearth the dreams in your heart that you've hidden away, that you've tried to ignore. He's going to unearth them. And even as I've been praying for you about a, a job, a new job, God just said that it's, it's not a new job. It's like going to be a completely transition. There's dreams in your heart that this next season he wants to take you into those, into those dreams. And he's going to unearth them. I mean, I see like they're covered up with like dirt so hard, like they have to be chipped away. And you know what I'm talking about. And the time is now. You're truly, and in this book it says, faith believes that God can do it, but identity believes that God can do it through you. And you're going to come into your identity, truly. And you've desired that for so long, right? Yeah, it's time to do what you want to do with God. And so I have a book for you. You can just get through this puppy real fast. It's short. It's really easy read. And a journal, too, where you can write everything down. Love you. So let's reach our hands toward Jenny. This is going to be a big transition period for her, but she can do it. Unearthing can be uncomfortable, especially when we've let it decay over. But with God, all things are possible. And he loves you, and he wants to see you walk in this that you love so much. And I, f I just feel like once it comes up, the breath of God's fire of life is going to come upon it in a way. I mean, it's, you're just not even going to have to figure it out. It's going to be laid out upon, just step by step by step. So, God, I thank you for Jenny. I thank you, Jenny, that you are found, you are not hidden. That God found you. He knows your heart. And I thank you, God, that you're going to unearth this dream in her heart. And that she will be willing to go through the process to get there. And I thank you for her husband, and I thank you, Father God, that you're even going to give him prophetic insight to this next season and how to pray for his wife and how to help her on this journey. But I thank you for encounters with the heavenly Father God. It's just encounters with Jenny, Lord, that she will be forever changed, that she is going to see you in a way she never has before. And we thank you for it. We thank you for the testimony that will come out of the season of her life. In Jesus' name, amen. So, we're ready to end and play some music. So, what I want to end in is... Um, that God will just 
overwhelm you with his faithfulness. That it will truly flood you and you will be able to look back at even the times when you feel like he wasn't there, that he was. So my challenge to you is, as we play some music, just take a second and just pick, pick one time where you feel like you can, it comes up and you're like, you know, you don't feel like God's faithfulness were there. You felt like you were alone. You felt like you were betrayed. Just one time. And I'm going to pray that God is going to show you where he was in that time. And then I just challenge you every day, every time, just pick something where you feel like he wasn't there. And he was there, I promise you. I promise you he's there with us every step of the way. So, God, everybody close your eyes. God, I thank you for my friends. I thank you, God, for your faithfulness. I thank you, God, that you are going to impart to my friends today a faithfulness, God, to see you even when we feel like you weren't there. So I pray, Lord, that you bring up any time, Lord, that they didn't feel like you were there. And I just pray, Lord, that your faithfulness overwhelm them and that they see where you were that entire time. And I thank you, God, for them. I thank you, God, for your faithfulness. I thank you for the journey to go where we are going with you, God. I thank you, Lord, that you are always with us. And step by step by step, God, you will get us to that place. So I thank you, Father, for faithfulness.